Welcome to Supercharge My Practice, a podcast dedicated to helping you build a thriving and fulfilling natural therapies business. Each week, your host, Anil Mustafa, interviews leading practitioners and field experts, sharing proven tactics, inspiring stories, and actionable steps that will help you unlock your potential. Supercharge My Practice is proudly brought to you by My Appointments Practice Management System. Rebecca Lang, welcome to the Supercharge My Practice podcast. Wonderful to have you here. Wonderful to be here as well, Neil. Thank you for the invite. You're very welcome. Now, I've had to write all of this down because, my gosh, your qualifications, the amount that you do is exponential. So I'm reading off a piece of paper here just to remember everything you do, but you are a naturopath, a nutritionist, a herbalist, an iridologist, a Reiki master, an author, retreat facilitator, business mentor. You also own the owner of the Bargara, is that how you pronounce that? Bargara Beach Holistic Health Centre and of the juice of the earth juice bar and health shop, as well as the of the earth publishing, which is a local magazine distributed to fifteen thousand households each month. And on top of all of that, you're also the vice president of the Australian Traditional Medicine Society. Do you ever have time for sleep? I do actually, yeah. I um I have a very relaxed life, actually. Would you believe so? Um, and I don't work at night, and I don't work weekends, and I don't work Friday afternoons, and I quite often don't work Mondays either. So, yeah, wow, a lot of systems in place and staff trained. <laughs> that's very very fantastic. Uh, so the focus of today's interview is Miracle Mornings and how it's transformed your life and your practice. However. You've only been doing Miracle Mornings for, say, the last five years or so. So I wanted to start by understanding your practice journey before you started your Miracle Mornings and uh, what did business life look for, look like for you back then? Right. So um, I used to, I worked from home and um, I used to be exhausted most of the time and I'd wake up at the very last minute um, I end up having staff like uh, admin people coming in uh, and, uh, you know, they'd basically sort of turn up and I would appear at nine o'clock, you know, the time of my first client. Um, and I was just sort of always running behind on everything. Mm. And uh, it was everything felt a little bit chaotic. Uh, I did at that time also um, have an internship. So I had a, a naturopath or nutritionist um, or student from all over Australia every week of the year for two years um, mm-hmm. doing an internship under me where they just sort of sat and, and got their prac hours as well as um, mentoring. And so that sort of, um, yeah, it was quite busy as well in the house where, and so eventually I end up moving next door. So I rented the house next door while I um, started running, you know, kept running the business from home. And, yeah, it was I just sort of felt like my life was kind of a little bit chaotic and caving in on me and I was sort of burnt out. I was having having to lay down on my lunch break and have a little uh, sleep and I'd say to my staff, I'll be back. I've just got to go and lay down and I'd have to set an alarm and like even if it was for 10 minutes, I'd have to lay down and have a little snooze just to like switch myself off. Mm, wow. Okay. Well, that uh, would have been very challenging to manage through that. So you often recommend the book The Miracle Morning, which is by Hal Alfred. So tell us a little bit about the book and how you discovered your Miracle Mornings. 
Well, around that time when I moved next door um, and I put a gate between the two houses, so I was paying rent and my mortgage, um, I just sort of was going through this thing where I was like, I need to improve my life. I need to change. This is just ridiculous. I'm just procrastinate over everything. And I remember like just Googling things like how to change my life or and how to get out of bed earlier, you know, instead of like, you know, half an hour before I have to be somewhere. Um, and I just, I'd never been a morning person. I've always been a person that um, goes to bed late and wakes up as the latest possible moment. And um, at that time, through all my Googling, I came across Miracle Morning. And I, event- first of all, went in and just like researched as much as I could. Then I got the audio book and I started following following um, everything that Hell said. And I liked that he because he'd had that accident, he'd lost his partner, he was at home with his parents, he was just in a really bad slump kind of thing in his life and he was trying to work out how to get out of it himself. And I always believed, I've always been a person that does affirmations and visualisation, I'm, you know, really into meditation and everything. So uh, I really resonated with that. And then I started setting my alarm to get up early every morning. And as that time went on, I was also read, listening to the book on Audible over and over. I probably listened to it about three times in those first few months. And, yeah, after a period of time, I was down at the beach by quarter to five in the morning watching the sunrise and doing my five-kilometre walk. Amazing. And so what's the book about? What's the Miracle Mornings about? What does it entail? Um, so it, it's basically about having a little bit of a routine every morning. So you spend, it can be like 10 minutes, but even if it's two minutes or three minutes where you have a moment of silence um, and, and reflection on yourself, you do your affirmations, you have your visualisation, you do some exercise, uh, some reading, and like they call it scribing or writing, like a diary or something. So, and it's just developing that routine every morning, a little bit like that um, habit stacking as well to just help to get your mindset in the right place. So from a mental health point of view as well, it just really helps you to like put the energy out there for your day mm-hmm. and um, and sort of create the life that you want on a, on a daily basis. So um, and it's sort of like having those habits that we do every day and, and building on those as well. So it's just, it's really amazing because, I mean, it, for me, it actually turned my life around. Um, yeah, because I ended up from my walks that I was doing every morning in my little beachside town, I got a bit annoyed that I couldn't find a nice cold-pressed juice anywhere or really healthy smoothie. And so from there, I came up with this amazing idea to open up a juice bar and vegan cafe and also I wanted organic coffee as well and there was nowhere here that had organic coffee so yeah so it actually led me into creating a whole another business that was four years ago mm-hmm. um, that now brings in like 400,000 a year just on its own kind of thing so Ooh. I have um, how to thank for that and yourself for doing it soon <laughs> came from you he got the advice and got you started but the yeah from you that's for sure so i'll just go over those again um to cover the 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 generalization i guess of the book uh it talks about what he calls as six savers 
So yes. the first one is S, and that stands for silence. The second is A, which stands for affirmations. The third is B, which stands for visualizations. And then we've got E for exercise, R for reading, and then S for scribing, or also known as writing as well. So take us through your mornings, what your mornings include, and what time do you get up and what time do you go to bed? And do you religiously follow all six of those savers every morning or do you kind of pick and choose based on how much time you have? Okay, so when I first started doing this, you know, that was five years ago. So obviously, you know, my life sort of changed when I opened the juice bar because then that was open at 6 a.m. So things, you know, your life will always change. There's always going to be different things happening um, that will throw you off your track. And it's about always bringing yourself back. So um, with the affirmations, I tend to say them as soon as I wake up in the morning. So before I even open my eyes, you know, when my brain wakes up, I'm already saying affirmations. I'm already putting out affirmations for the day um, for myself as well, telling myself that I, you know, that I love myself and um, that today is going to be a good day um, and that I'm proud of myself. And, you know, so it's just really acknowledging yourself and your soul as well as how I do it. Um, and then I'll always do affirmations like today something wonderful is going to happen mm-hmm. and put and put that sort of all out there. So the affirmations are the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I sit up in, in bed, I will usually do my visualisation then, like mm-hmm. just putting out like energy for the day, bringing in white light, asking God or the angels to go before me in my day. Mm-hmm. And um, and then from there, it's it's just doing the exercise. So whatever exercise, sometimes I can't get down the beach. Like say if it's it's a cold morning or it's raining or something like that, and then I'll just do some yoga in my room or just some basic you know push ups or sit ups. Mm-hmm. And I the silence part of it I usually do just before I um, go to leave the house. So I tend to not do it all straight away. So I'll, you know, be doing getting ready for work and all that. While I'm getting ready and I do my hair and my makeup, which takes me about half an hour, I always have an audio book on in that time. So every morning I'm getting 30 minutes of an audio book seven days a week. Um, and with the scribing, so I just do a little bit um, of in my journal. Mm-hmm. or I um, do it on my computer. But when I first started doing this with the scribing as well, because I like writing, I actually have written a whole book. Um, I haven't done anything with it yet, but it was 65,000 words wow. that came out of just my morning scribing. Um, it's like a sort of self-help type of book. Um, but just from that, because they call it, um, I think it's like, you know, just your daily writing. So every, that's what they say to writers to do, just write something every day Mm -hmm. and that's what I started doing and end up becoming a book in its in itself Mm, wow yeah excellent so the writing doesn't necessarily mean writing a book it's just writing anything it could be writing your affirmations it could be you know what what do you want planning ahead you know basic stuff like that which is really good so um you obviously do practice all six savers then uh most most days I'm assuming yeah Um, do you think that practicing all six of those is essential to getting success through the miracle mornings? Or, you know, do you find that somebody could adopt a couple of those savers into their routine just to get started and, and move them forward in their journey? Yeah. I think it's um, yeah, you've got to in the beginning, you might just start with 
with one. So you might just start with an affirmation, like especially if you're at where I was where you can't even get yourself out of bed on time mm. and just wake up go, oh, you know, I've got to get out of bed. Instead, I started reprogramming my mind then. And one of the visualisations I actually used to do right in the beginning as well was I would visualise myself walking along the beachfront. Like that was, so before I even was doing the exercise part, I was visualising myself doing it. And um, until it, you know, got to the time where I was like, okay, I'm going to get myself out there and do this, you know. It can be quite scary making that step. It's crazy. But to go from not walking or whatever at all to I'm going to walk five kilometres every morning on the beachfront amongst all these other people walking, so it's whatever type of exercise you choose to do, but you might um, initially um, use your visualisation time to visualise yourself doing that. Mm. And, I mean, there is research that, that shows that that can even, even the visualisation of doing something can actually start to help strengthen your body. Yep. So, um, yes, I don't think they have to be all done, um, every, you know, every day right from the beginning, but I think you should, like, build on it as well. And And sometimes I used to when I was walking, I would do a lot of my different ones while I was walking. Yeah. So I would do my affirmations and visualisation, have a little moment, sit on the on a chair um, looking at the ocean and have my time of silence or meditation. Mm, lovely, love it. Sounds fantastic. So you've told us briefly about how the Miracle Mornings have helped you, but can you go into a little bit more details about how your life changed from you, you know, having to have a nap on the couch at work to now owning, well, technically three businesses because you've got your health, your clinic, you've also got the health food shop and the juice bar, and then you've obviously got this publishing company. Uh, You're obviously a mother as well and you're on on the board of the ATMS and so many other things that you do, which is just incredible. So, um, you know, how has your life changed? Well, you just have so much more time. And um, even though, like, I was seemed like I was so tired before, it's like I just couldn't like get enough sleep. I was going to bed late, and um, so then when I started getting up really early, I would go to bed earlier. And over time, my routine, like you know, changed a little bit. You know, you go through COVID, and then had some later nights doing too much research and things like that. But um, Yes, it's sort of like I'd be home, you know, I can be washing my car at like six o'clock in the morning and, you know, everything is organised. So um, my life became a lot easier. Like I I actually in the morning could have all my dinner all organised and ready and do my meal prepping and I'd come home, you know, from like when I first started, like from doing my walk at the beach and be like, it's only only like six o'clock. Such a and good feeling, isn't it? It's like I have all this time. It's like time literally feels like it slows down. Yeah. And I, I yeah, because I read about, you know, Einstein's um, theory of, of time as well, which says time comes from within us. And where Newton's theory of time is like, you know, we are controlled by time. So I, I choose to believe Einstein's theory of time, that time comes from within us and we can actually slow it right down. And it, it does seem like that when you have all that extra time in the morning. Mm-hmm. So and your and your brain is fresh then as well. So at night I find I am tired now. Like you know, especially as I've be- got as I've become older, I actually feel at night I just I have no inspiration or creativity really at night. You know, in the morning is when I think of all these great ideas. So 
Um, and yeah, and I think just because you have so much more time, you're able to do so much more and organize things and and be u- utilizing that best time in that of your brain of the whole day. Mm, excellent. And are there days that you feel like you just want to hit the snooze button and just stay in bed longer and miss your, you know, your six savers, or do you do it religiously? Is it embedded into your daily habits? Um, I will tend to be like on a Sunday, like I'll have, I'll sleep in a little bit later as in I won't be up as early, mm-hmm. um, but I still, my habits are just there. Like it's just, you know, they're ingrained into me now. Like as soon as my brain wakes up, I'm, those affirmations are already there before I even open my eyes. So um, yeah, and it, it is. I like the idea of habit stacking as well. So then, when you're doing these things, you can bring in extra things. So it's like mm. do all my little activities. Then I will go have my um, detox powders or greens powders and mix them up, and and it sort of like becomes just part of a routine. Then mm, excellent. So I think there's a bit of a misconception with Miracle Mornings that people think that they have to start at the crack of dawn in order for it to be a miracle morning. Now, naturally, if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of flexibility work-wise and you work a nine-to-five job, it's probably a little bit harder to, um, I guess, make the time to do those without waking up early, but there is always ways around it. But I think in your case, you've mentioned that you were waking up, you know, quarter to five in the morning, you were on the beach and, you know, due to uh, personal circumstances, obviously that's changed and you now start your miracle mornings uh, a little bit later. Has that changed the outcome for you? Does it matter for you the difference between doing it at, you know, uh, 5 a.m. versus doing it at, say, 9 a.m.? Yeah, I prefer to be doing it earlier and have a lot more. I like to have more time in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, it, you know, initially when I first was making the changes, I did set my alarm half an hour earlier, like you said, and just sort of, and then, you know, you sort of think you'd have this extra time, like, go, oh, I've got a whole extra hour. But you think, oh, I'd love to have an extra two hours, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes um, addictive like that. <laughs> yeah, so then the next day I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll just get up half an hour earlier. And again, you know, so and it just kept getting earlier and earlier. And, and even in winter I was down the beach for sunrise um, or down there by 5 o'clock and it would be half dark. Yeah. <laughs> the sun would be over the horizon mm-hmm. so um yeah so it's just it's just sort of really structuring it in with your life and but keeping it always there so and I, like I guess as well in life things are going to happen there's going to be times that there can be um trauma or grief or or things that happen in in life unfortunately that can make times be very challenging and if you have a routine like this in place you know it can support you through those challenging times as well Mm -hmm. so that you can keep positive and um, keep yourself focused in those times to um, support yourself and your family through any challenges Mm -hmm. so and I think that's where something like having a morning routine is really important for us to set up as well Mm, absolutely now, uh, you've already mentioned that you weren't a morning person originally when you were, before you started your Miracle Mornings. So for individuals who aren't typically morning people, starting a Miracle Morning obviously can feel quite daunting to them. So how do you suggest inspiring and supporting them to embrace these practices and experiences and experience the benefits of the Miracle Mornings, even if they're not necessarily an early riser? 
Well, first of all, um, yeah, have your alarm just setting it half an hour earlier, earlier. You may be able to have a sort of um, playlist of some music that you like that's going to get your mind in the right place. And the first thing that I would start bringing in is the visualisation and visualise yourself getting up early and having this amazing life where you exercise early or watch sunrise, that type of thing. So use your visualisation to create the reality that you want. Mm. And you can even with your affirmations, you know, start doing that as well, saying I am focused and healthy and happy, I am motivated um, and create it. Like mm-hmm. use these um, and even with your writing in your scribing, like so you might write your journal or writing down goals of how you want to create, want this to actually happen for you. Mm. So it's one step at a time, but the first step I would say is your visualisation and visualising yourself doing it mm. and um, and then affirming that you are doing it as well. Yeah. So I'll just uh, share a little bit of my own journey into starting my Miracle Mornings. Uh, so picture this scenario. I'm in my 30s. I've got four children. I've got twins who are still breastfeeding. I've got chronic fatigue cannot get out of bed that I would literally ask my husband to roll me out of bed just so that I could get up make lunch for my son who was my oldest at that time in grade one and I was just exhausted all of the time there were days where I would be lying on the couch my three younger ones are running around the house and I'd have to get up to go and pick up my eldest from school and so that meant putting three kids into a car getting a pram out, putting all three kids, in, two kids into a pram, one into a baby carrier or holding one's hand. And I was just exhausted. I would be ringing my husband or my mum going, praying, praying that they were going to finish early enough to go and get my elders from school because I was just too exhausted. Couldn't lift up my arms, couldn't lift my legs, but I had to get up because I couldn't leave my, you know, six, seven-year-old stranded at school. And I remember coming across an article on chronic fatigue And it said that the best way to get over chronic fatigue was to exercise. And I remember laughing at that, going, what an absolute joke. Clearly the people who are doing this research have no idea how debilitating chronic fatigue can actually be. But I thought, well, nothing else has worked, so it's not going to hurt for me to at least try. So the only option that I had for exercise was to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, go for a half an hour walk before my husband left for work at 5.30 in the morning. So that's how my miracle morning started. And I can't begin to tell you that there was tears in my eyes having to get up, get changed, still cold outside. I'm in Melbourne. It's cold a lot of the time here. And to get out there and do it. But what I started noticing day on day was that I was starting to feel better. I started to get more energy. And the mental clarity that I was feeling in just being proactive and doing something, is it was just so worth those early mornings. And I can't say that there weren't times where I just wanted to just roll back over and go back to sleep. But I just made a commitment just to do it every single day for a month. And it really changed my life. So I've certainly had periods where I'll stop and start my miracle mornings. Uh, But what got me back into doing it was a Facebook comment that you had made about this book that I'd never heard of. I was just waking up early. I wasn't doing following anything. I was just waking up early. And so I read Hal's book and learned about the six savers and started incorporating some of those into my routine as well. So I don't do all of the savers, but my morning routine looks like me waking up somewhere between 5 and 5.30. I'll have my shower first because it helps me wake up. I'll do 15 to 20 minutes of yoga. I'll come downstairs, make breakfast for the kids. I'll get dinner prepared. Then I'll go for a half an hour walk. And then if I've got time, I'll check my emails, get my emails out the way so that I can start my day at 9 a.m. 
on all of the other things that we manage. And the transformation is just exponential. It's like this high that you get from doing something really proactive, even though every fiber of your being is saying, no, no, just get that extra bit of sleep. So that's my little story. And I think when people hearing this are going to sit there and go, I'm not a morning person. I can't do this. Well, if I've literally at that point where I've had to get somebody to roll me out of bed in order to, to use my legs, I think anyone is capable of doing it. But I also want to stress that it doesn't mean you have to start at 5am. That's what I had to do to be able to fit it in at that time with such young children. Uh, But you can do your miracle mornings at any time that suits you. We can even do a miracle evening if that's what works better for practitioners. So I think it's important to know that that is possible as well. So do you actually prescribe miracle mornings to your patients? And if so, what's the outcome? Yeah, I do um, quite often, actually. Yeah, to um, and and especially a lot of um, men that come in, I'll kind of talk to them about it as well because I think he's it's really inspiring for them to read about another man that actually got himself into this good routine. Mm. Um, yeah, and look, people always come back and they say, yeah, they've been doing it and they're feeling a lot better. And I, I think as well, just getting you know that oxygen flowing through your body. And so many people otherwise, you know, they're like, oh, I don't have time to exercise. You know, they want to lose weight or, you know, want to do all these things, but they don't want to actually do anything about it, you know, like, or they'll just say, oh, well, I don't have time. And and I sort of think, well, you can create that time, you know, if if you can. I mean, you can exercise at home and as well, or you could be in the chair just doing some little exercises or up on the kitchen bench while they're making breakfast, they could be doing some push-ups on the on the kitchen bench. So there's always a way around it. And even, you know, it doesn't have to be like 10 minutes each thing that you're doing. It could be um, just two minutes initially. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I do prescribe it a lot to clients. I'm always <laughs> looking it up. I should probably have shares in his company for the amount of people I've <laughs> recommended it to. So and uh, and the recommendations from me as well. Since your recommendation, I've gone and got it and then I've recommended it to other people. So yes, you're spreading the word very, very well there as well. So the the purpose of the Supercharge My Practice podcast is all about helping practitioners build a thriving and fulfilling business. So I want to know a little bit more about what you think has also helped you become a successful and well respected busy practitioner aside from your miracle mornings. Um, well, I suppose I worked out a few years, well, quite a few years ago. So I used to get very burnt out um, and I would be exhausted. So I'd work, you know, six days a week or um, four, five days a week and always finishing late and trying to give so much to my clients as well. Um, I worked out that I needed to work smarter, not harder. So, and that that initially meant um, employing someone. So I put my rates up by $20 or whatever it was at that time and then employed someone, even though at the time I didn't have much money. I took that risk. So, and, and that just turned the business around again. So I actually got someone to support me so I could give them all the admin work that I didn't like doing. Um, and that actually gave me more energy back so I could concentrate on what I wanted. I also realized that I was just giving so much in every appointment. It was like I was feeling like I had to fix the person's every issue from their initial consult where now I don't do that. I know it's a process and my job is to actually explain to the client that this is a process and it will take time and they will need to be committed to it. So, um, 
yeah, working smarter, not harder and, and being creative as well. So, you know, how else can I um, bring in some income using my qualifications? And that's what I've done with my juice bar and um, we've got like a three-day juice cleanse there and I do health retreats for women um, my little magazine, so where I um, write a lot about health articles. And so it's just working out what you really love doing and um, and maybe even contacting different companies or universities or, you know, to offer them your services to see if it's something that you're passionate about as well, if there's a certain product or company that you really like. Mm-hmm. Um, that you might use, you might want to contact them. Say, well, you know, can I promote your company for you because I'm passionate about your product? So I think we've got to um, get outside of thinking that you know, only way to make money is sitting there in front of a, a client, whether it's on on um, telehealth or in person. We've got to have money coming in from all different avenues. So it should be like at one stage, I had like about eight different sources of income. Wow, that's fantastic. And last question for you, Rebecca, the question that I ask everybody that I interview on my podcast, if you were to give just one piece of advice to natural health practitioners aiming to build a successful and fulfilling business, what would it be? Well, (laughs) I would have to say um, work smarter, not harder. Love it. Excellent. Rebecca, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you here today. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in today and I look forward to having you join me in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest releases and for more helpful tips, look for me on Instagram under the handle Supercharge My Practice. This podcast is proudly sponsored by My Appointments.